Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Worman. We've been on hiatus for, what was that, 18 months? 18 months. We, we're still recovering from our horrible, horrible Super Bowl 55 picks. Not, not good. But we're back. And uh, uh, how you been, Mike? I've been pretty good. I've been uh, recuperating, convalescing, uh, <laughs> licking my wounds. Yes. Since we decided, we were wondering how much, how many points would the Chiefs beat the Buccaneers by? Uh, rather than uh, would, would they win or not? Would they win a lot, but not, would they win? But how much would they win by? How much would they win by? That's what we were. Yes. That, that was the real question. Um, but apparently, the Chiefs have just gone ever so slightly downhill from that point. Uh, from that point on, uh, but we hope they can bounce back this year. Yes. Uh, how have you been uh, in the meantime, uh, Andrew? Busy, busy, plenty busy, um, but uh, happy to be talking about sports again. That's the that's a nice thing. Yeah, we thought maybe COVID might be over by then, but we we uh, we're still we're still dealing with it. Still, still remote, still on Zoom. But our second president uh, uh, has contracted COVID now. So that's right. As will every future president, you think? Perhaps. Maybe, maybe every future president already has contracted COVID. Pretty likely. That's a guarantee, actually. Yeah. Or the or our once in future President Trump, unfortunately, probably sorry. <laughs> let's um let's talk about another embarrassing topic. Um rather than that. <laughs> I, I I had one question specifically pulled out for you though here. Are you ready for this? That's, uh, yeah, I am ready for anything. Which, which scenario is um, more embarrassing? Um, the uh, Red Sox being blown out 28 to five on Friday uh, this week, or uh, the uh, Royals having something like 40% of the unvaccinated players uh, known in the league at, the, at this point? <laughs> I, uh, well, one game losing 28 to five, that's bad, but it's one game in the season. I think the Royals having the most unvaccinated players is the most embarrassing, probably. It's a continuing embarrassment, though, right? Like, if it's 40% of the known players in the league, it's A, how do we know all the – why are the Royals players more known than the other ones, Uh, which might be a a topic of itself. I mean, the only only way anybody knows any of it is, like, who who travels – They can't go to Canada. Yeah, so of all all the teams that have gone to Canada during the course of the year – yeah, there, there have been, I think, 25 players total that have uh, um, not been able to travel into Canada. And ten, 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 ten of them are That's sad. That's the, I think that's more embarrassing than anything, given the fact that... Um, yes, it's agreed. A, it's, an easy, agreed. it's an easy set of shots to get, especially if you're making millions of dollars. You, can, you, know, you don't have to go Joe Rogan on it. You can, you can just say, even if you don't really believe in its effectiveness, still, what, what's the worst that's going to happen? It's not some sort of Bill Gates mind control rig thing you know right i think i think it's more of a mindset of a type of player that um date Moore and uh jj Picola have tried to look for um, yeah in royals players and it's not necessarily that that he's looking for um the best uh, baseball players but more of a uh a, a kind of a christian sort of mindset and the dumb, right, the dumb right-wing white guy maybe yeah and then, then those are the that's the the group that tends to be um less uh receptive to uh vaccination <laughs> over overplay on the field and uh being being a good teammate or doing what you can to play that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. So, it's a it's a failure of it, the, did, it did sour me on both wit and andrew benintendi 
Yeah. Uh, it lowers their trade uh, value also, especially yeah, for uh, teams I, in the yeah. AL East. Well, I'll have to play um, Toronto later in the year, possibly in the playoffs. Yeah. Not great. No. It's bad for the team, and, and it's embarrassing for um, – Yeah, if you're, in the, if you're in the AL East, you play nine or ten of your games uh, in Canada every year. So that's, um, you know, five, more than 5% of your, of your games in Canada. Yeah. Uh, so. but more importantly, the, the potential playoff games. Uh, yeah. Uh, for any AL team, you know, may have to travel to Toronto for, for a couple of games. And the Royals did that, of course, in 2015 when they won uh, the World Series. They went into Toronto. And, of course, you know, that was pre-COVID. But, yeah. you know, uh, how things would have been different if some of their best players could not have played. Right. You know, yeah. Or best pitchers, especially relief pitchers. Right. Exactly. But but um uh, va- vaccinations weren't a political issue um, twenty fifteen either so no no that was, Maybe, a, that was I don't know they would have had the same issue then happier time for everyone yeah. yes right all right why don't we shift gears now let's uh, talk about uh, second topic what, what do we want to talk about next we talk about do we want to talk about football or um, college college sports let's 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 go with let's go with uh, let's go with football. Jump into this. Um, we talked about uh, discussing the uh, Chiefs' potential 53-man roster. Yeah, that was one of the things that we. It was one of the projects we wanted to look at long-term. On the new Morning Trek Power Hour was to discuss and maybe make predictions on the Chiefs' 53-man uh, roster that they're going to have in, in the fall. Uh, right now, that they have 90 people in the training camp. Maybe a few, maybe more, maybe more here and there, give or take, give or take uh, injuries and things like that. But um, by the end, of, by the beginning of the season, they're going to have, to have 53 spots on their roster um, for salary cap purposes, and you know, plus some practice squad guys. Um, so yeah, I think uh, we were going to try to pre- make a prediction about who those 53 would be, and we're going to go position group by position group, and it's probably easiest to start with. Uh, or maybe not easy. It's probably easiest to start with the kicker and the uh, Harrison Buckner or people like that. But we can start with the uh, quarterback position group since we know at least one of the uh, people who definitely will be on that team. Right. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yes. I don't think do we want to discuss Mahomes in any way. Um, uh, we may just want to say that, uh, you know, his, his salary does bump up uh, by a drastic amount. This is my, uh, uh, what was it, uh, $29 million additional salary yeah he's up to 36 million or so this year from yeah. seven million last last year yeah so he'll he'll now make up um 17 of the cap by himself uh with one guy so that's pretty high yeah he's uh, which does mean that there's gonna be more competitive battles at uh, a lot of other positions um now, now they have to shift to this new new model for uh how their roster is going to be structured financially yeah the quarterback you know they can't they can't uh spend money bringing in a lot of uh, high price free agents, especially in offense uh, anymore. Uh, they're going to have to have Mahomes make uh, some players into potential high priced free agents uh, that go elsewhere. And that's sort of what happened, I guess, with um, the Tyree Hill situation and maybe to a lesser extent, the Byron Hill about Byron Pringle and uh, Demarcus Robinson uh, uh, situations where they left for slightly greener pastures elsewhere where they could get more money. They were able to pick up some um, uh, named wide receivers that you've heard of, 
uh but we'll, i you know we'll get into that i guess here um yeah later i guess but we'll talk about juju schuster and marcus valdez scaling and some others next uh maybe well, next less, time well much was pricey though than uh what what hill is going to get right yeah i, I yeah we might have addition by uh subtraction in some ways but yeah. multiple anyway let's let's talk about the quarterbacks sure so we have Mahomes. So, you know, they have this giant increase in salary at, at uh, Mahomes' spot. Um, is uh, Chad Henney worth uh, three, $3.3 million this year? I don't think so, but I think he's going to be kept because I think um, – I don't think they save any money by getting rid of him. I think he's I think he's $3.3 million on the books no matter what. Although if, this, if the roster spot becomes more important because mm-hmm. then, then the money, um, maybe. but. At this point, you would think that well enough. You might think you maybe you could even stow um, Henny on the practice squad. Would anybody else pick him up for three point three million as the backup at this point? Anywhere else? Um, because we have a younger quarterback, uh, Shane Bouchelle, uh who seems like he is somebody that the Chiefs are trying to groom for the future backup position. Yes. Future backup. Yeah, and, and is it worth keeping three quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't tend to carry three quarterbacks on the roster, in the active roster, uh, unless they know somebody has an issue. Yeah, only when Matt Moore came back and when uh, Mahomes was hurt and Henning was already hurt, uh, did they keep three, I think. Right. That was that was two years, three years ago now. Yeah, I think um, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, so Bouchel definitely be on the uh, practice squad, right? And then yeah, but last year I think he was eyed by a number of teams, maybe being put on the active roster. And so the Chiefs did end up putting him on the active roster as time as the season went on. I think I know at least one Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals at least were looking closely at Bouchel, maybe some other teams as well. So you would think maybe they, other teams might pick him up as a potential backup. And, uh, you know, he was a quarterback, solid quarterback in, uh, at University of Texas and SMU. Um, so he might be a, you know, he might be some of the Chiefs need to put on the roster in order to keep. And maybe that's why they brought in Dustin Crum. Right. <laughs> as their fourth quarterback. Um, free free agent pickup this year out of Kent State. I don't know much about Dustin Crum. Uh, yeah. Do you, uh, Andrew? I, I know that he is a he's listed as an age of zero on uh, Spot Track. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Crum. He he is twenty three years of age. Oh, born in nineteen ninety nine, um, and he uh, was actually a very good college player in the uh in division one in the in the in the mac playing for kent state um he uh last year he threw for more than uh three thousand yards 20 touchdowns six interceptions and he also ran for 703 yards with 12 touchdowns uh so he's a seems to be a sort of a dual threat quarterback maybe a very maybe a homeless man's Josh Allen, uh, somebody like that, uh, <laughs> we'll say. Uh, somebody, so somebody maybe more in the mold of Mahomes than Bouchelle. 
Uh, I don't think Bouchelle is thought to be as mobile as um, uh, as that. He only, uh, for SMU, he never rushed for more than 105 yards, only a couple of touchdowns. Um, and so I think um, there's more of a dual threat with, with, with young Mr. Crum, uh, Dustin Crum. Uh, hopefully he's uh, not too crummy. Uh, but, uh, nice dad joke. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Perfect. What would, uh, what would you say? Well, what are your predictions here for the Chiefs roster? Do they, do they, do they keep, uh, well, of course, they'll keep Mahomes. Do they keep two? Do they keep three? Do they try to keep Henny and in that case, potentially lose Bouchelle, but keep Crum on the practice squad? Do they, Keep the two young guys and, and what happens with Henny. What 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 are your predictions here? Um, well, I think um, I think they definitely have two quarterbacks on the main roster, and I think we'll pro- I'd be shocked if it's anything other than Mahomes and Henny. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know. They, will they use? Uh, they'll probably use both um, Bouchelle and Crum in the in the well, only three preseason games they have this year, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean they'll at least keep one one of the two will definitely be on the practice squad and then um the other one they may figure out how to how to stash them somewhere too i guess right yeah that's that's the thing that's uh a question i yeah i i think i think they'll keep henny too but i think kenny is by this point kind of unnecessary yeah but it is the last year of his contract so um i don't know how they get rid of him unless they um, have a way to recover the salary. Yeah. But they're going to have to eat it anyway. They may as well just keep them, right? Yeah. And so we have Bouchelle and Crum battling it out for third. But I think that at least it seemed like at least Bouchelle was the one that they liked. Yeah. Last year. Um, I mean, the, the hope is that they never have to have him on the field, though, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And maybe there's not, not any disrespect towards Bouchelle, but uh, um, I mean, the hope is that Mahomes plays every snap of every game, right? That's, I think so too. Maybe there's a possibility of a trade of Bouchelle for a low round pick. Sure. Um, if they think Crum is decent. Yeah. Be on the, I don't think anyone's going to pick up Crum to be on the active roster this year. Yeah. Bouchelle might uh, see some, especially if somebody goes down. Uh, I still think they should. I, I think if they were smart, they should keep Bouchelle as their second quarterback, keep Crum on the practice squad as the third, and just have two young guys behind Mahomes. Um, and then, you know, if they need to, they don't need to give a roster spot. The roster spot to Henny, they can bring him in um, since he's already under contract. They, they, you know, they could they could bring him in on a minimum deal. Yeah. Um, and if he's not going anywhere, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, I don't know what Henny brings other than just veteran presence, which you would think, you know, five, six years now into the, um, into his tenure with the Chiefs, Mahomes has veteran presence and knows the playbook and <laughs> to do all these things as well as any, as well as Henny can. So I, I, I don't, I don't find, and especially also now with Mike Kafka coming back, or Mike, Mike Kafka leaving, but with um, with Nagy coming back as the Chiefs' um, quarterback coach, 
that's a you know another brain in the room yeah yeah and like you said Mahomes probably isn't really um requiring any uh veteran guidance for uh, to learn from from a quarterback maybe from a coaching standpoint there's still um you know something to learn but i don't i don't know that he's going to pick up anything new from from yeah you have matt Nagy there you have the enemy you have reed you have all the offensive minds that have been there for years i don't know what henny provides other than he's in a uniform right well uh body um who has played games in the past and uh could maybe play another game if required i guess i guess the idea is well if, if you know, if Mahomes is out, the Chiefs season is gone. Uh, yeah. Why not let a younger guy try? And, and Right. Well, I think it's really, it's more about just like, um, can you, can, is there somebody that could bridge the gap for a game or two? A game or two? Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's really why they had, well, that's why they brought um, Matt Moore back that, that one year too. Yeah. Um, was that they needed somebody that could um, uh, be there for a game or two. And just kind of hold down the fort and not have it, um, devolve into insanity right yeah but then why bring in the young guy why have the young guys at all then you know if you're gonna if you want a veteran yeah i mean when they brought matt moore back that was um when mahomes was very young and not maybe more in need of a veteran presence to sort of sort of help yeah. guide yeah but uh, that's I think those, that time is officially over now though. I know he signed a his first like real contract with the team now too. Yeah, I, I yeah, if I were well, again, I don't, it's not my money. I would I would if I like Bouchelle as a potential backup, I would do anything I could to keep Bouchelle on the roster because I would think he he's going somewhere. But if you think Crum is as good as Bouchelle, um, See what you well, where, but where are they going though? Like into the backup role or? Well, Crum, I think is yeah, Crum's not going to be the backup for sure. Crum, yeah. if if Crum stays, that means that either Henny or Bouchelle are the backup. Crum is third on the uh, and and on the practice squad. Been traded or something, right? And so there, you know, no one's going to trade for Henny. No, somebody might trade for Bouchelle, maybe a seventh round pick, sixth round pick, something like that. Yeah, but. Um, I nothing substantial though, right? I think it might depend on how much they like Crumb, um, and they will let Bouchelle go. Um, if um, Crumb can be a decent third young option, and and uh, they still like, I think I think they still like Henning. I like you said. I think they're going to keep Henning because he's he's making three million dollars. That's a lot of money to get rid of, especially with the cap being so tight. Yeah. Yes. So I see it as probably two active quarterbacks. Yeah. Unless they really, really, really like Bouchelle. I, I, I can't imagine they like him that much. If they, you know, they really, really like Bouchelle, why keep Henny? Right, uh, right. I think, I think the only reason you really keep Henny is because it is the last year of his contract. And who, these other two guys are basically competing for uh, next year's spot as Henny, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Should we do um, uh, one more position group today or um, talk about running backs maybe real quick? And then, um... yeah, we can talk running backs. Let's talk some running backs. We have, uh, do you want to do running backs and the fullback, Mike, uh, Michael Burton? Sure. Yes. Yeah, may as well. All of the running backs. So I guess they'll keep Burton, right? And the blocking back. Yeah. Well, like yeah I don't know why they wouldn't. Uh, they like him. 
So they had the one um one addition, I guess. Right? Seasons, um, Ronald Ronald Jones pickup. Ronald Jones, yeah. Brought back Derek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still Derek Gore on the on the roster. Um, they Edwards Elaire. Edwards Elaire, yes. Hopefully healthy. Hopefully yeah. healthy. Finally, he's a you know I could see it you know on some of the fan websites you see people wanting to trade Edwards Elaire. Uh, there was a rumor that they could trade Edwards Elaire and a draft pick for Saquon uh, Barkley to the oh, Giants. Really? I saw that somewhere, which would be interesting, but was that a real um, thing that somebody had talked about, or is that is that just like a fan? It was, a talk, fan it, was it was talked about on either CBS Sports or um, ESPN or something, some sort of. Okay, it wasn't it wasn't like a local website with a guy just like like us talking. No, about it was there was discussion about that article on Airhead Pride. Okay, but. Um, most people, I think, poo-pooed it uh, because Saquon has injury history just like um, Edward Dillard does. Um, yeah. Even though Saquon has a higher upside than any of the other running backs and he's yeah. potentially a premier back in the league, but again, running backs are not as valuable as they once were or seen as valuable as they once were in the NFL. Right. Um, well, and you can see that in the um, uh, the actual like uh, cap numbers for um, all, the, all the players in the running back category. Uh, most expensive player in the group is um, Edward Zulaire at um, just under $3 million for the 2022 season. Yeah, and his cap hit is even bigger, so there's no reason he would leave. And he's been decent when he's been healthy. He has not been the explosive, exciting running back that a lot of people hoped for when he was drafted. But he's he's been okay when healthy. He's been injured a lot. Um, I like the Ronald Jones pickup as the second back. He's relatively inexpensive too, only uh, one point five million. Yeah, he was good at Tampa. He was beaten out by Fournette, but I don't, I don't know if he was beaten out. You know, he was. I don't think. I don't think there's that much of a difference between decisively. Uh, McKinnon was brought back. He was the Chiefs' best running back down the stretch. Uh, they finally used That's him. Reliable, probably too, right? Yeah, he was injured at the beginning of the year, yeah. and then he was showed a real explosiveness in those in those Pittsburgh in the Pittsburgh playoff game, especially. So uh, able to catch passes too. Catch passes. Um, Derek Gore had some spotted spotty action last mm-hmm. uh, season, and there are two uh, new uh, new guys, perhaps Isaiah Pacheco, who I think was a seventh round draft pick from Rutgers. Um, if I remember correctly, he had the fastest um, uh, forty yard time of any of the running backs in the. Sure. Uh, that were drafted um, uh, and uh, he had a so he has very high from Rutgers very high top line uh, speed uh, 4.37 40 yard dash uh, so sub 4.4 pretty good um, you know it's from what I had seen he looks sort of like remember Niall Davis a few years ago yep uh, the kick returner uh, running back from Arkansas. He reminds me of him oh. um, a little bit, just the way they kind of have that sort of top end speed. So he could be a good returner, I think. If not, maybe a, a great running back. I'm not sure. Uh, but some people, I've, I've also read some people said that he played for a bad Rutgers team and he was the only good player. And yeah. it was 
hard to evaluate how good he actually was because, um, you know, Rutgers was not very good. Uh, and so there's him and, and then there's... Uh, Tayon Fleet Davis. Tayon Fleet Davis. I don't know much uh, uh, about um, Tayon Fleet Davis. Other undrafted, uh, undrafted free agent um, out of Maryland. Um, yeah, looks like last season uh, he had um, seven hundred twenty-one yards rushing, five point six per carry, uh, eight touchdowns. Another touchdown receiving, three hundred five yards receiving. Yeah, Maryland was not was you know kind of like Rutgers, one of the bottom feeders at the Big Ten last year. Right. It, it kind of has been since um, since they became um, members of Big Ten. But <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know he could be a he could be you know who knows he could be a diamond in the rough just like. Uh, um, uh, just uh, just like Gore kind of has been uh, for the Chiefs. And so I don't know how many running backs they'll keep. Probably four running backs and one fullback. Yeah. It's like, uh, so Burton's probably on the team by default, right? As the, uh, by default. I think Edwards Alaire by default. Yeah. Jones and McKinnon pretty much since they signed them back. Right. So that leaves kind of one spot, I would think. Oh, there's also... Uh, float between the... Active roster in the practice squad, you think, or yeah. or do there's you think they lose? Cut them loose. There's also Jerry and Ely. He was um, he's not listed on on spot track, uh, but is listed on the um, Arrowhead Pride uh, list. Who was another um, undrafted free agent from Ole Miss, um, who might be a good um, uh, pickup. Um, so he could also be part of that Pacheco. Um, group, but at least two of those guys are going on the practice squad, I would say. Um, do you have any do you have any guess? Um, fourth running back? If they keep a fourth running back? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think the guys, they actually uh, went out, you know, one other way to sign or like you mentioned, uh, likely on the team for sure. And then, yeah, I mean, a lot of it may just be who stays healthy uh, during the preseason and uh, somebody does something incredibly explosive that, you know, maybe they'll make the roster as the last spot kind of deal. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, Gore showed some promise. I think Gore has the inside track. Um, although Pacheco was a draft pick, he was a seventh round draft pick. So that's not really a, there is a slight cap hit with Pacheco if he doesn't make the team. Um, because he was drafted because he was drafted. Yeah. And I think um, I could see Pacheco getting the edge over Gore, but Gore being on the practice squad again. Yeah. But that's that's so maybe those four. Uh, they'd want to they want to keep um, Gore around in some capacity, but yeah, I think they do too. Practice squad or or a fifty three man roster. I think they do too. It may, it may just be dependent on on um, yeah injuries um, running into the first regular season game though right yeah it could be there's always injuries in training camp um edwards alaire has shown that he is injury maybe not injury prone is unfair to him but he has been he has been banged up you know running backs get hurt all the time mckinnon um had some injuries last year 
Um, Jones has had an injury, uh, has had injuries in the past, I believe, as well. So, um, I, don't know, I just don't think it's possible to stay healthy all the time as a running back. <laughs> mm-hmm. there's, there's just no way. Uh, like running's hard enough on the body, but getting hit while running seems to be a pretty easy uh, injury case. Yeah, Jones has Jones has been relatively healthy over his career. Um, he's played in he's played in 16, 14, and sixteen games the last three seasons. I think Jones. I like Jones actually as the number one option over Edwards Allaire. Really? Um, because I think he's more explosive as a runner. Wow. Than Edwards Allaire. Well, Allaire is, a, I think Allaire is a better third down back because he's good out of the backfield receiving. But McCannon does that very well too. So um, I don't know. It's interesting because I think the Chiefs have a lot more running back options this year than they did last year. Yeah. Their running back room seems stronger to me because um, they didn't really lose anybody. Right from last year and the main, i mean the main thing with the chiefs anyway is that the running back isn't necessarily a traditional running back with the chiefs offense a lot of pass catching and uh uh decoy type plays right yeah um yeah, and um being able to make that last block to give mahomes an extra second yeah i don't know yeah blocking um Edwards Allaire has been maybe suspect a little bit in his blocking um Gore, oh, they lost Damian Williams and, and not Darren, um, Daryl Williams, I guess, from last year they lost. And I think I think Ronald Jones is, a, is an improvement over Daryl Williams. Um, two years ago, Jones ran for 978 yards in 14 games for Tampa. He had a 5.1 yards per carry average, so that's pretty impressive. Um, seven, anywhere close to that is he? Seven rushing touchdowns. Um, he had a 98, he had a 98 yard touchdown run, which may have inflated that yards per carry, but yeah. having, being able to run for 98 yards to a touchdown is something that, uh, we haven't seen from Edward Zolaire, who's long, I don't know what his longest, his, Edward Zolaire's longest run for the Chiefs has been 29 yards, um, or I mean 31, excuse me, 31 yards, that was his rookie, uh, year. Uh, he's averaged 4.4, 4.3 yards per carry. So decent, uh, but not as um, strong, perhaps, as, as the Chiefs once um, hoped. He hasn't been that explosive, kind of shifty, Barry Sanders-like guy. Not he's going to be like Barry Sanders, but this sort of, you know, uh, right. short, shifty, you know, kind of uh, running back. You know, he was the first person drafted, uh, first running back drafted in 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 the uh, twenty twenty draft ahead of, you know, uh, Jonathan Taylor and uh, um, uh, Swift for the for the um, Lions and some other 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 guys. So yeah, he hasn't lived up to that. What he was the um, was the last pick of the first round. Is that right? Last pick of the first round. A lot of people. A lot of people said the Chiefs shouldn't have wasted. Uh, a draft pick on a running back, but I think actually, if you're picking 32nd, a running back isn't so bad. It's not, yeah. like, not like you're we may be getting the best um, positionally available player, um, you know, at, at that spot. That's not, not necessarily a bad, bad choice. Yeah, previous drafts 10 15 years ago, those running backs were like, um, you know, 
top five picks all top five picks. Time. You know, Saquon Barkley. He was, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey. These guys were who have been uh, even five years ago being yeah. very high draft picks who have not panned out because they've been injured a lot. Um, yeah, it's it, the, the the value for money, I guess, in running backs is not there like it once was. We don't you don't have the Emmett Smiths and the Barry Sanderses that are around for years and years. Right. Well, it's hard, it's hard to predict um, longevity for one, but also like the um, the old Broncos model sort of showed that uh, it didn't matter who you had back there if your offensive line was good enough. That's right. You could you could spend a lot less money on a position that every other team is spending a fortune on, uh, and still have a good running back. Yeah, yeah, running backs became seen as much more fungible uh, than uh, they had been before, and I think that's been that's been the that's been the philosophy. I was also the philosophy for most years of uh, New England when uh, they were doing so well. They they had a new running back every you know interchangeable position every year pretty much it seemed like or yeah they had two or three guys they kind of rotate and find the hot hand um yeah yeah okay so yeah well who do you think who do you think is at the end has the inside track for uh the fourth running back position if the chiefs do end up keeping four um I mean, is it, is it the, maybe the fifth spot then, if we're including Burton in that. Yeah, if you include Burton in the in, the, in it, so yeah. I guess fifth spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think um, I think Gore has to be the inside because they already have him, um, and, and cost wise, he's not that much more than um, Pacheco, but um, yeah. but uh, what about a hundred k more? Yeah, it's not much difference. Yeah, the year of experience uh, in the NFL. And and uh, some actual gameplay too. So um, I think I would think he has the edge going into training camp. But you know, all that can change. Yeah, I'm gonna um, an injury I'm, or a good performance in, in the preseason game. Yeah, I'm gonna give Pacheco the edge simply because I think he might have a ret- edge in the return game uh, and on special teams over Gore. Um, but it could be either way. Yeah. Does um does does Gore return kicks? I don't remember. I don't remember Gore returning anything last year, but he, I'm sure he played on special teams. Usually those third, fourth running backs are on yeah. special teams. I think McKinnon had some. McKinnon returned some stuff, yeah. Returns, right? Yeah. But, if he has a, but if he has a bigger role in the offense, well, with, well, because Tyreek was sometimes a returner, but not so much later in his career. Hardman became the main punt returner. Um, but again, Hardman probably by this point will be more integrated into the offense and less of a return, man. So there might be more of a spot open for a returner. Yeah. Um, well, um, uh, Jerry and Ely is listed in the wide receivers, just so, um, you know, when we get to Ely's that. in the wide receivers, okay. Yeah, he is on the um, spot track, but just okay. like, anyway. He was drafted as a, I thought he was drafted as a running back, but I'm not um, sure. They, but, they, they put him in this wide receiver category for something. Interesting. Okay. But um, yeah, we may, we'll, we'll talk about that next time, I guess, right? Yeah, and on Arrowhead, Arrowhead Pride, he's on he's on he's on the running back list. Oh, okay, so he maybe he's seen, he's seen as a hybrid player, a hybrid player like that, maybe a, a Debo Samuel type uh, that the Chiefs uh, could could use. But that, is that what you're saying? They're the same person essentially. Yes, he's he's going to be just as good or better than Debo Samuel. That's what I'm saying. Right there, you go. 
for uh. Star Trek Power Hour exclusive. <laughs> Gary Neely. Uh, maybe he'll be good. I don't know. You don't know. I think Samuel was a second round draft pick, so probably not. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't predicted at least. I guess, you know, Tyreek Hill was a fifth round draft pick, so. But that was because of other reasons, not because of his uh, perceived lack of, or uh, lack of talent. Uh, we, won't get into the, we won't get into that. Exactly. Well, this has been the triumphant return of the Warning Trek Power Hour. As always, he is Dr. Andrew Scaff. I am Mike Werman. We are the Warning Trek Power Hour. And we wish you a very pleasant day. And we will be back soon with even more exciting, wonderful, insightful, and astounding uh, sports uh, tidbits, facts, information, and uh, ideas and commentary on things beyond sports as well. So uh, we will see you then. Excellent. It's like we haven't missed a day. It's like we haven't missed a day. We were just as good as we were. Year and a half. Nothing's yeah. changed. Nothing's changed. Hair lengths. Uh, that's about it. Video screen doesn't work. Yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll, get a, I'll get a visual approximation up. <laughs> you'll, have, you'll, you'll do like the old Conan O'Brien. Uh, when they had the picture and they had Bill Clinton's picture up, but they had the guy's lips moving. Do you remember that? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs>